0: Hey everyone, my name is Stephen Kilger. I'm the managing editor of Feed and Grain magazine and the host of the Feed and Grain podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today as we dive deep into the issues affecting the feed manufacturing, grain handling, and allied industries. Today, Dr. Adam Kroll, senior nutritionist at Pioneer, joins the podcast to talk about plenish high oleic soybeans. We talk about new research highlighting their advantage in dairy cow feed, why they're being toasted for those dairy rations, and how grain elevators might find a niche in carrying them. Before we start, if you're listening to this on a podcasting app, please rate us and subscribe. If you're listening online, sign up for the Feeding Grain Industry Watch newsletter to see the latest podcasts and stay up to date with all the news from around the industry. Now, on to the show. Hello, Adam. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, great to be here. Really happy to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time. You're here today because Pioneer recently, you didn't do the research, but you put out a release on kind of the benefits of plenish high oleic soybeans in the dairy industry and what it can do for increasing milk production within cows. High oleic soybeans are just kind of amazing because they give more profit to farmers, hopefully more profit to grain elevators. A bunch of different people can really benefit, but we need all the press we can about all the benefits they have out there. So thank you for coming and talking to me today. Can you kind of provide a brief overview of what plenish high oleic soybeans are and what their yeah. benefits are?
1: Yeah, so plenish high oleic soybeans are nothing that's necessarily new. They've been around for I think, getting close to 12 years. Originally designed for the food industry because the change in the oil fatty acid profile with more oleic fatty acids and less linoleic fatty acids had basically unique cooking properties and increased you know, oil life in fryers in different industries. And that's where the product was originally intended for. And a couple years ago in 2018, a couple of university researchers looked at, that were studying feeding various fatty acids in dairy cattle, looked at feeding plenish high oleic soybeans and found that they can have some really positive benefits to dairy cattle with increasing milk fat. And so, yeah, we've kind of run with it from there.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, With any new product, it's crazy that even 12 years later, we're still finding new uses for it. So that's amazing. What are some of the key benefits that dairy farmers can expect from using plenish soybeans, especially in terms of fat production in their milk and even feed costs and feed efficiency, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, and that's really interesting because some of the original research was really focused on this concept that linoleic acid in dairy cattle when you feed too much of it, and there's a lot of linoleic acid in in corn and soybean products and byproducts and so we feed too much linoleic acid to dairy cattle. we cause a condition called milk fat depression, so you actually lower the amount of milk fat that cow's producing and so in punished soybeans, when we replace that linoleic with oleic, we reduce our risk for milk fat and so we see when we feed them, and at least some of the original research showed we get a A nice increase in milk fat. That was 2018. And as more farms have have started feeding it and some of the other dynamics within the feed industry, especially during the pandemic, when things like palm fat were hard to get and very expensive, some of the dairies started just using the fat from these punished soybeans and found that it created a cost savings piece as well. So not only were we getting some bonus increase in milk fat and milk fat is you know is worth a lot to a dairy and we saw a lower feed cost as well and now some of the latest research here in the last year or so has shown these cattle are becoming more efficient as well their feed intake per pound of milk production is becoming better so they're be getting more efficient so we're just keep finding more and more and more benefits to these high lake soybeans and and the benefits of farmers on their turn on investment is really really good we've seen increases of over a dollar per cow per day of, of increased profitability and when you start putting the, the numbers to that on some of these dairies that's a lot of extra money to just from ilegic soybeans.
0: yeah definitely and in some of the research roasting the soybeans has an effect on the properties is this like a common practice why are people kind of doing this
1: yeah it's- That's a great question. One of the most common questions we get asked. Whole soybeans necessarily aren't really, really popular historically for feeding because, you know, it was more efficient to take the oil out and then feed the the byproduct. But there are places in the country that, you know, especially on the East Coast, where a lot of farms really like feeding roast soybeans traditionally. And, And the reason roasting is popular is it does a number of things. One, And the most profitable piece of it, it increases the rumen bypass protein in the soybeans. So it basically doubles the amount of rumen bypass protein, which is a much more expensive protein. And in that process, it also destroys the urease enzyme. And that's an important piece of the equation because whole soybeans, if they're not roasted, contain a urease enzyme. And if you have urea in the diet for these dairy cattle, that urease enzyme will split it and turn it into ammonia, which can be toxic. And so, feeding whole soybeans, unroasted soybeans with their urea in the diet can, can cause some issues. So, roasting providing some some benefits there. on The bypass protein makes it safer to feed, and you know, increases palatability, shelf life before they can become rancid otherwise. So, we were really recommending roasting. I know are some logistical hurdles associated with that yeah, a lot of farms putting on on-farm roasters there are mobile roasters out there but a lot of those things work for dairies under a thousand cows and you, know, you start getting bigger and bigger dairies want to do it it gets to be a little bit of a capital expense and so it's one of them things where there is some ongoing research about can we feed these unroasted Adam Locke at Michigan State is is doing a trial right now, and, and we've seen some of the preliminary stuff. And it looks like even even without the benefit of the roasting on the protein side of it, the roasting also seems to be having an effect on how the cattle absorb and utilize the oil side of it too. And so there are other benefits. We're not sure the mechanism necessarily yet, but there are other benefits to roasting, and that it increases the the value, the return on investment for these soybeans. So, yeah, at this point, it's definitely a recommendation to roast if possible.
0: That's it's really cool. That's exciting research. Obviously, grain elevators who, who want to carry IOLake, um, soybeans, either to transfer to other places or to sell them back to their own customers for their own feeding purposes, whatever it happens to be, there's some, you know, there's some steps to go through. What kind of, many suggestions for, grain elevators who want to offer this both to their customers and also want to kind of handle this type of product as it comes in?
1: Yeah so you know originally when this was meant for just the food side we and this was outside of my area of expertise I'm more on the cattle side of things but you know Roger Tyson had pioneered worked a long time with setting up receiving locations for plenished soybeans and when they would do that you had to have obviously a segregated bin to store them and we would supply the elevator with a basically an NIR type of a system that would analyze every load of soybeans to make sure that they did have the, the oil profile. You know, they weren't just a commodity soybean. And so originally, when it was just that part of the equation, that was fairly easy. We had some large receiving locations. And as we transitioned a good chunk of these soybeans towards the dairy industry, we have a lot of small elevators that are wanting to provide a product to the dairy farmers and so there's some of the same pieces of the equation just a lot of times on a little bit of a smaller scale and so we still need to set you up with a an NIR machine to make sure you're getting the Pyolaic soybeans there's really not a whole lot to it other than making sure it's segregated we don't want these intermixed with commodity soybeans and so when a farmer goes to plant these they have to have a dedicated final location set so they need to say these these beans are going to this elevator and all the beans are going there ahead of time and so each elevator has the ability to set a premium on the high oleic soybeans we publish all the premiums on our website you can see what are being offered and i think last year they ranged from 85 cents a bushel up to two dollars a bushel premium at these receiving locations and on the dairy side There's probably the step is the elevator have we have some elevators that have the ability to do roasting there so they can take in the beans, the high lake beans, keep them segregated, roast them and and sell them back to the dairy farm.
0: Yeah, that's a big advantage, huh? So dairy farmers don't have to put in their own roasters if you start off that roasting ability to your customers. That's a big advantage. So are there specific best practices or guidelines for farmers and where can they kind of get more information if they need it? I know you have some resources on your site and stuff like that. Is there, is there a good central location to find info?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can find some basic information on the varieties on pioneer.com. There's a whole page dedicated to Plenish. But probably the best thing would be to go through your local sales rep. Originally, the, the maturity of soybeans we put out to match where our central receiving locations are. As more and more dairies are interested in, a lot of these dairies are further north than we ever anticipated so if you're interested in doing it make sure that we have a soybean that matches the maturity that you are in and you have that ability today the soybeans are only available in a roundup ready version they're not available in the new the newer enlist e3 soybean that will be coming but depending on your feed pressure that can be an issue if if you have certain weed pressures in that area
0: Very good information. Yeah, it's always kind of best to call your local sales representative and just talk it out. They'll be able to answer any questions you have without you having to mess around with searching on the internet. We've already mentioned a few uh, cool research initiatives that future developments that are going to happen down the line as we figure all the advantages to these soybeans out. Are there any other ones that are exciting that you can see happening? That Any research that's currently going on that you're excited about?
1: On the dairy side, there's a lot of really interesting things happening. This roasting, unroasting, that is some interesting pieces of how that's working. We'll learn more there. Probably one of the biggest things that's being worked on that will have a lot of benefit for the dairy industry is for nutritionists who want to put this in rations. The current ration balancing software doesn't necessarily know how to handle the changing fatty acid profile in predicting performance. And so we're supporting an initiative with Cornell. To try to update the ration balancing model to show that if we switch to a different fatty acid profile, we can predict that this is the response that we will see. And so, as nutritionists look to balance rations, that's an important piece to them. To is this an economical thing to add to the ration or not add? And being able to predict the, the performance will be very helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, those are all the questions I have. Thank you again, Adam, for coming on and talking to us. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: You bet. Not a problem.
0: And thank everyone out there for listening.
1: We'll see you next time.